It's a unique feeling in our industry right now because it seems as though the governing bodies really forgot about live entertainment in terms of relief and different plans on, you know, how are we going to survive? So the industry itself is kind of creating their own and, and really just being so helpful to each other or, or at least trying to be so collaborative on, you know, how, how can we make this work? How, how can we revitalize our industry so that when we're allowed to do things, we come back strong? From the beginning, Ever After Music Festival in Kitchener, Ontario has been a landmark event for bass heads from around the world. It combines top headliners, underground artists, and upcoming talent in a unique setting with a stellar PK sound system that delivers quality year over year. This is Ever After. Kills it. Match that with a beautiful location that includes, you know, live games, a water park, a spacious campground, and a prime spot. You know, you're in for a good time all weekend. I can confirm, having been many years myself. So what's super cool about Ever After Music Festival is that it's an event that is run by a family-owned company relying on practically no sponsorship, instead getting its revenue from ticket sales. Sadly, much like the rest of the world's entertainment sector, it was cancelled last year relatively close to the event date too, obviously due to COVID-19. So I caught up with Gabriel, the founder of the festival, at the end of September last year, just as the second wave was starting to come again. Uh, and we're making this, it's part of a larger series that I'm doing with Radio Western about how the pandemic has impacted the music industry. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so this is part of that series, super cool, that I had access to speak with Gabriel. It's actually our second time ever doing an interview. Uh, but. Here is our raw interview where we go into the festival's origins, how they've carved out a niche, and how he dealt with a communications crisis during that first wave and how him and his team handled that. Like, nuts, right? Can you imagine? Even, you know, having worked in the entertainment sector myself for years, I still found this a really interesting conversation. And I personally learned a ton about how they operate the back end of that for festival. Really, really cool. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you like this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. It would mean the world and share this with someone who you've been ever after with. I'd love to uh, you pass this on so that they can hear these inside scoops and let's learn more about that festival itself. Cheers. This is Alex Leonard, host of the Creative Kind podcast and owner of the creative company AL Media. My business specializes in videos, mural paintings, and illustrations. From working as a radio DJ, journalist, illustrator, painter, and now video editor, I've worn many creative hats. So visit alexleonardmedia.com to work together. Awesome. Gabriel, thank you for coming uh, to speak with me with the Dark Side of Western and also on the Creative Kind uh, podcast. It's awesome to have you here and you know you run an amazing event every year in Kitchener. Unfortunately this year uh, it didn't happen um, but you know I wanted to set up this interview to speak with you about you know your stance with Ever After Music Festival and to kind of help you share some of your rationale for the steps that you guys have taken uh, as well to hear from some of the artists and, you know, in part of the segment to see how they're dealing with everything going on. Uh, so for maybe those who don't know, 
to start, are you able to just give a brief introduction of uh, who you are and your role with Beyond Oz? Yeah, so uh, first off, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Gabriel Matticioni. I am uh, the current president of Beyond Oz Productions, um, and we are the sole curators um, and innovators behind the Abraham Music Festival. Amazing. And yeah, so you know, I've been many, many years. Uh, I know we've this is actually our second interview, which is kind of cool, kind of come full circle. Um, but let's start kind of at the genesis. So, you know, it's an independently owned festival, as you had mentioned. Um, how did the idea for Ever After kind of come about? And, you know, why do you think that it's kind of unique? Well, really the Canadian, but also North American kind of festival uh, industry and sector. Yeah. So Ever After came to be um, five, six years ago to, in 2015, um, really from the perspective of myself being uh, not only a festival attendee, but an event attendee in general. Um, I, I've always been a huge electronic fan. Um, and, you know, I always catered and, and gravitated towards uh, that, that subgenre um, in, in live entertainment. Um, part of that was, you know, by going and by ways of going to these events and festivals, um, I noticed some certain gaps in, in the, the customer uh, experience, call it. Uh, and coming from a venture capitalist family, um, I knew we could do something like this, bring it to life, curate it, and at least try and fix some of these things that I noticed through the customer experience. Um, so that's really how Ever After started. Um, like you said, it, it's independently owned and, and operated um, by, by myself and uh, you know, our, our family of, of venture capitalists. Um, so it, it's been a fun ride, um, and you know we look forward to to many more years of producing the event itself. So, mm -hmm. amazing. And so one thing that I actually was curious about um, is about the attendees. Like I've found that when I've you know been there in the past, I go with like my buddies. You know we're big bass heads, and we always have been. Um, but I've also like met people from all over. Um, so yeah, just about the, the whole kind of who makes up, uh, those ticket sales. Do you, have you found that it's like dominantly over 50% Canadian or do you have a, you know, a good market share in the U S people crossing the border? Yeah. So interesting question. Um, when we first came to be, um, it was primarily Canadian and, uh, even furthermore to that, it was primarily tri-cities. Um, roughly around 80% of the attendees were from the general area. Um, we had a hard time penetrating Toronto, um, other surrounding areas, let alone uh, crossing the border. Um, you know, as the years went on, I believe it was after year three to be exact, uh, we really blew up from being, you know, just a backyard festival in Kitchener, Ontario, to being really, you know, recognized worldwide um, and on a worldwide platform. So, you know, to current date, um, our ticket sales have scaled down to roughly 60% Canadian. Um, we sell a ticket in every single province. Um, the, the remainder 
uh, of the attendees really come from all over the world. So high volume from from the Americas. Uh, we also sell a, a, at least one ticket in every single state. Um, and we go as far as selling tickets in Europe um, and places across across the world. So it, it's it's really shifted, um, shifted for the better, in my opinion. You know, the the more multicultural um, representation there is at the event, uh, I think it gives us its own flavor and, and takes a life of its own. And uh, you know, we're we're extremely proud to be hosting something like this in Canada. Um, that, you know, attracts the, the worldwide. This is Alex Leonard, host of the Creative Kind podcast and owner of the creative company AL Media. My business specializes in videos, mural paintings, and illustrations. From working as a radio DJ, journalist, illustrator, painter, and now video editor, I've worn many creative hats. So visit alexleonardmedia.com to work together.